Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. I walked in here and said, uh, is Bill still here? And I said, he's probably to his car about now. And um, so he, John started walking to the lobby, and I called Bill. I said, hey, are you on the street yet? No. I said, hang on, because uh, this, this introduction needs to happen. So you just, uh, you just uh, met Bill Graham. Yeah, a lot younger than what I, uh, I, I guess I had visualized in uh, my mind. Um, but, uh, and he looks great for a guy who uh, just uh, passed his fifth year anniversary of uh, passing away. You know, <laughs> am I wrong on that? No, no I, I me, just got it. It, it took, took me a minute. Like, yes. oh, oh, oh. He's yes. a little cutie patootie. I, I, um, I, I was saying that as, uh, as you were, as you were walking in. I, I just love him. Beth just attaches cute to everything. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, it could be uh, Bill Graham's a cutie patootie, or Bo's going on a cute little guy's weekend. I mean, it's just. And it's so funny. You're right, because his wisdom, he's so smart about, I mean, everything. You could ask Bill Graham anything, and he knows uh, a very um, articulate answer. He has a very articulate answer. And but it, it's this cutie patootie guy. <laughs> Well, we, we love <laughs> well, that was a here. fascinating hour because uh, to have a lawyer actually kind of yes. explain to you, uh, the, the, you know, the, they're setting up the closing arguments and, uh, and kind of giving you a little bit of the strategy that's involved right. there is, uh, is uh, fascinating. I geeked out so hard in here. I mean, the guys are making fun of me because I was like this hyper school kid who just I had a billion questions for him. And I, I was all sweaty because I was... I had I was so hyper about asking him questions. Is that Beth, too much information? Beth is the the girl or boy, whatever case, uh, you know, in your first or second grade class, and the teacher comes in, and you know, it's February fourteenth, and somebody says, she says, "Does anybody know what day?" I do, I do, I do. <laughs> that was that's, me at the that, whole hour. That's why we love you. Mm, well, it, it, you're right. He was. It was so great to get an idea of what the prosecution was thinking, what uh, what the 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 attorneys for for um, Alex Murdoch himself, what they're thinking, and why he'd be on the stand, and what his behavior was. Just, it's just incredible. It, the whole the whole thing is so bizarre. Yes. Um, and I'm not following it minute by minute and uh, but the whole thing is is just so bizarre and but it goes i think back so far i think most people would be in the category of who listen to this show mm-hmm. would be in the category of i've followed it in passing i see the news reports yesterday was probably the first day that you sat down and, and spent a lot of time with it yep because yesterday was the star witness yesterday was uh the moment that we didn't know it, we, at the beginning we didn't know if it was going to happen because and nobody takes the stand yeah, well, I mean, uh, Bill Graham's talking about Hartputlian. I mean, he didn't want this. This is not what, what his attorney wanted to happen yesterday. Mm-mm. And I thought that was maybe uh, some of the most interesting discussion last hour is that dynamic of uh, his attorneys, his his defense team, uh, being uncomfortable with what he was doing mm-hmm. because it's out of the ordinary. It almost never happens. They didn't want it to happen in this case, and yet 
it did. Mm-hmm. And, and he also talked about uh, the fact that uh, uh, Murdoch yesterday was talking too much. Instead of answering yes, no, he was, well, you would think a, a lawyer of that prominence would understand, keep it simple. And, uh, and he wasn't. He, he, his answers were, you know, according to uh, Bill, way too long. Just giving way too, infor- way too much information up at the end of yeah. each question. What you learn in life is when you, uh, if you're uh, uh, trying to fib to somebody or get by somebody, uh, shut up. Yeah, because the, the fibbers, <laughs> the fibbers are always the ones who give details. Mm-hmm. Well, you also walk yourself into a corner because uh, then at some point you have to go back and remember what you said. Yep. So if you uh, if you talk too long, you forget you forget what you said before you're finished saying it. Mm-hmm. I felt like he got himself in some of those moments yesterday because I, like most people, had had been paying attention based on updates and news stories until yesterday. And then yesterday I was glued to the television for hours on end. And there were times where, especially when he was on cross-examination and they were asking him about the financial crimes, and they asked him specifically, did you know this family? He's like, yeah, I thought a lot of this family. I really loved this particular guy. And then went on into that answer and then was kind of like, but I never really had a conversation with him. I'm like, wait a minute, but you just said that you really love the guy. How do you not know him and love him all in the same breath? I've had this thought uh, today, this week for some reason or another, just because of news, I suppose. There, You have to remind yourself that there are still more good people in the world than there are bad and if you if you watch the news and listen to the news, you would think exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. You would think that everybody is on the take and everybody is. Uh, and there may be a, a, a heightened um, selfishness in society today. I, I don't think I would deny that. But there are still more good people in the world than there are bad. But by listening to the news, uh, uh, road rage shootings like this morning and mm-hmm. uh, this happened and that happened and then so on and so forth, and guns and wars and violence and possible World War III ramifications and all that. And you just, you just think to yourself, God, is everybody, is, is everybody a crooked at some point or another? And I still think there's more good people in the world than there are bad. I'm glad you said that. Said one of the goodest people I know. Exactly. <laughs> Friday in the Ty Boyd studio. I just appreciate waking up. (laughs) (laughs) Period. I could be with anybody. (laughs) Well, I don't mean physically. I know. I was about to say, I I think your wife might have something to say about that. I I just like waking up with anybody. (laughs) That's the Charlotte's most beloved John Hancock with us on a Friday. A lot going on this week. It's one of those weeks you get the end, you go... Wow. Wow. Deep breath. We've been all over the place this week. And we love ending it with you. We No other way that we'd like to end our week than with you, John. Well, I kept on listening to Bill Graham thinking to myself, you know, I ought to just call in sick. <laughs> because he, he, he was. I mean, that's perfect timing because there's a lot of people watching that trial. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 the the trial that is similar in uh, like the national fascination to the OJ trial. I mean, they're obviously very different types of of cases, but people are are, are are just captivated in the same kind of way. And less, and especially in the Carolinas, talking about the Murdoch trial, um, 
You know, I don't know if that's necessarily true in Colorado or not, but uh, but in the Carolinas, it's it's quite compelling. Mm. I just got an email from a frequent listener, Kevin. He says, uh, great radio from which Jason to the trial discussion this morning. Funny to serious. You all handle it so well. I think they're on to us, Beth. I think they said they see what we're trying to do here. Yeah, they see the plan that we had all along. I missed the which Jason part. Uh, there's two Jasons that are involved in this radio station that, that immediately came to mind. Well, uh, Jason Jason Lewis was part of our. He's talking about our contest. We um, we gave away Jason Aldean tickets this week. Oh, okay. And uh, what we have is now tradition on our almost one year old show. Whenever we have concert tickets or any kind of tickets to see somebody. We, we take their first name. Like, for example, we've done that with John Mellencamp, and we've done it now with Jason Aldean and Dave, uh, Matthews. Dave Matthews. So it becomes Name That Jason. So if you want the Jason Aldean tickets, then we have all these clips from other Jasons, and you have to, it's like Name That Tune, but it's Name That Jason. And so uh, it becomes, and, and, and Jason can mean, you know, Jason Priestley or, or Jason Bateman, but also can mean Jason Lewis. Jason uh, Mraz. I didn't do Jason first, but I could have. <laughs> Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, that was the best one. Beth Beth came out of uh, kind of left field with that one, and I was well, like, that, that's still. I can't wait till Rhiannon comes to town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We were saying yesterday, Guns N' Roses is coming. Yeah. Name, name that Axel. Name that flower. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But is it the original members of Guns N' Roses? We were talking about this a few days ago. I mean, obviously, it's it's Axl Rose. And Slash. And Slash. It's not Duff McKagan, right? It's not the... Yeah. And, and Izzy was the other one? It, it, yeah. Izzy Stradlin? The thing yeah, that's there? right. The, the rhythm guitarist. Yeah. It's not but him But the either. two mains are, are there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like you can't you can't really do... They tried to do Guns N' Roses with... Uh, you can't do it without Axl. No. But, but or rem- Slash, really. I, I agree. Like, it's like doing... I love Van Halen. But it's kind of hard to do Van Halen without Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Sunday, part of your big weekend, Tower of Power uh, is uh, at uh, Night Theater. Um, I just played. There's some probably Tower of Power. no original members of Tower of Power except the horn section. What is the coincidence here? I just played a bumper coming back that I haven't played in probably five years, and it has Tower of Power in it. That's Tower of Power. Is that right? From. Huey Lewis in the News, 1988, their album called Small World. And, and the, the rhythm of the, the trumpet section, the horn section on their, that album was Tower of Power. Their horn section is unbelievable. I'm with you. I cannot believe that is the weirdest coincidence in the history of the show. Synergy, my friend. I can't like, believe I just used that word. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you got to finish it. Say <laughs> synergy. Like you've never seen before. Like you've never seen before. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have big weekend coming up. Speaking of things happening this weekend. Not that big. No. Well, no, I don't know. The, the Hornets are back in action again. Uh, how long have they been off for the All-Star weekend? Two months? I was going to say, some people may say they've been off since November. but Well, I, I think they've been off uh, pretty much all year long from what I've seen of their record. I, I said that and Bernie did not even <laughs> flinch. He's on the phone. That's oh, why. That's why. That's, <laughs> that's why. why. That's why. Okay. That's why I said burn. Yes. I did it for Bernie. Why, is he like an undying Hornets fan? He's mad. I mean, that... I'm a big Hornets fan, but I'm not quite sure how they got to where they are right now. Because two years ago, or a year and a half ago, uh, they were all getting together at Borrego's backyard um, just because the team was so close. I think a lot of people would say it had something to do with a guy named Miles, but. Well, no, it, it's, mm. that's exactly right. Yeah. And now he's coming back possibly in March. 
Um, and how do you think that'll be received? Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Big Weekend, presented by Watson Insurance. There's some friends that I know Living in this town And I've come far to see them Gonna drag them down They live in a brick house Painted white and brown Left a tip for the maid And I packed up my guitar Dropped my key on the counter Rented a car We got the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show at the Park Expo and uh, Conference Center all weekend long. And uh, speaking of all weekend long, Craig Ferguson will be at the uh, Comedy Zone. Charlotte FC's uh, home opening match at Bank of America Stadium uh, tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. And the Hornets are back in town at the Spectrum Center against Miami uh, tomorrow at, uh, I don't know, 7 p.m. I think is what that is. Uh, Run Gin Run 5K and Festival at Symphony Park. More of that in just a second. Greg Reporter's at Belk Theater, so uh, that's a Grammy Award-winning jazz guy. Tower of Power at uh, Night Theater on Sunday. And K. Michelle, R&B stuff, at the Fillmore on Sunday at 8 p.m. I can work, I can travel, sleep anywhere, cross every And there you go. Boom. Shakalaka. Y'all, big weekend presented by Watson Insurance Agency, protecting what's important since 1934. Talked about the 11th annual Run Gin Run 5K uh, Festival, which is raising money for breast cancer patients. And it'll get kicked off tomorrow at uh, Symphony Park. Molly Grantham is going to emcee the thing. And uh, Eric Thomas, uh, former meteorologist at Channel 3, showing up for that uh, as well. That's awesome. uh, 
They've, uh, that's, it's quite an organization. They've uh, supported 298 breast cancer patients and given out about $189,000 in grants. So it's a big deal. There'll be a lot of people down there tomorrow. Yeah, what a great uh, cause. What yeah. a great weekend to, to be out and about for something like that as well. Yeah. Was yesterday just unbelievable? Yes. I mean, drove around with my windows down, my sunroof open. I was thinking, how is this February? One of my classmates from Estes Park uh, uh put up the the weather picture and it said minus eight degrees and I put up uh, when we were at like 79 or something yeah. like that uh, and I said yeah brutal down here too <laughs> <laughs> nothing could be finer than to be in Carolina yesterday yeah, that's for you know, sure. when it's eight degrees below zero and the thing that you don't forget about in uh, in, in Colorado is the wind so Charlotte had a, a new morning low record temperature yesterday, 66. Previous record was 59. Uh, new daily record temperature, 80 degrees. 79 was the record. And uh, Charlotte has a new monthly record low temperature now, 66. This, according to our, our friend Brad Panovich, says this is the warmest uh, in the month of February, 145 years of record keeping we're talking oh, about. Oh, wow. Here. See, we um, go back to that, um, oh, now I forgot the, the singer again, that, that song, the 90s song. It felt like springtime on this February morning. What was the? Uh, so- Sophie B. Hawkins. Sophie B. Hawkins. Or, or, or her other hit. Damn, it was, it was warm yesterday. <laughs> uh, I think I read this on Facebook this week, but my condolences to Brad Panovich. I believe his mother passed away this week. Oh, hmm. I did not see that. I'm never on Facebook anymore because they're trying to charge me. He's such a good guy. I know he's such an Are you an paying guy. for the blue check mark? No. I'm not no. paying either thing. Well, Facebook, I've said this and I I hope somebody from Facebook is listening. Facebook got rid of they just my 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 page just went away. Just it just went away on its own about a year ago and I haven't been able to get it back. It was my just Beth Troutman page. I had like 20,000 followers and all of the posts and pictures and videos, everything I've posted over the last decade, everything just disappeared without a warning, without anything. It's just gone. So I just I, I I've boycotted Facebook you as a, as a you result. You don't specialize in the visual anymore, Beth. I don't. This is radio. I know exactly. <laughs> Facebook is getting uh, more ads than radio. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, you go through that thing and it's God, it's well. Uh, Facebook was so cool when it first came out um, because you could run into people you hadn't seen or or known about for years. Yeah, see, that scared me. I didn't think it was cool. I thought, like, what do I do? Oh, I I, I loved it. Every now and then somebody would, that I graduated with or something like that, a small town boy. Yeah. But you'd run into somebody and then at least know, you know, oh my God, they're living in South Dakota now or something like that. But it's become so much what it wasn't. It still does happen every once in a while. Like for people who've been on Facebook for 10 years, like we all have, right? Or most of us who didn't get our account stolen and thrown into the ether. Where is it? But every once in a while, there'll be somebody who's been a social media holdout that jumps on and you're like, whoa, I wonder whatever happened to them. Because when when Facebook first started, it was like this onslaught of all of a sudden you found out what you're... What your classmate from from uh, fifth grade, you know, all those years ago was doing. Somebody you went to college with yeah. or something like but that. But in that case, it was all at once. And now, you know, every once in a while, there's a straggler who, who jumps on and you're like, oh. But it's dwindling, even even that happening. Well, and I've got like 5,000 friends, which is your limit, because I never opened a fan page. Um, and, um, and I know uh, probably 150 of them. 
<laughs> so I have thought about going through my Facebook page and and uh, and dropping everybody that I don't know, but th- that seems like kind of a slap in the face for all the people who have been so good to me over the mm-hmm. years. So I, I think I'll just leave it alone. But well, uh, it's one of the reasons why you are a Hall of Famer is even though you don't technically know uh, all five thousand of them, they feel like they know you because of what you did on the air. Because if you do it right, that's the way they feel. After going through uh, the hospital stay a couple of years ago, I had so much support through Facebook. And, you know, my mom, my my mom, my wife would uh, put up uh, uh, update reports Mm -hmm. and we would get six and eight, nine hundred responses or uh, um I was telling a guy earlier today, I don't know how I would have gotten through all of that if it hadn't been for all the support I got. So uh, I owe those people. WBT. I think that I probably wrongly took from clients and people that trusted me more as much money before that boat wreck as after. All right. And I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to get through this so we don't get bogged down like we did yesterday, all right? Uh, I understand. All right. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't agree with me that in 2019 alone you stole about $3.7 million? No, I, th- I think that's correct. All right. And you would, would you agree with me, though, that that figure in 2019 was generally higher than any other year that you've been stealing since 2011? In any year, sure, I'd agree with that. Okay. I thought you were talking about overall, the whole, you know, the whole cycle. But, right. yeah, I, I, I would agree that in 2019 I stole more money than any other year. All right, you're hearing uh, the the – Testimony that has resumed in Walterboro, South Carolina. Alec Murdoch is back on the stand, and as Bill Graham was telling us, uh, expected to be there for uh, a good while longer today, but uh, they, they stopped it uh, and, and took a break for the night and now are back at it. So no doubt you'll be hearing uh, more highlights and analysis of this as it's now uh, happening again in real time and uh, coverage of that throughout the day right here on, on WBT. He said he, spent, uh, he said he took all that money because uh, he spent all of it on pills. $3.7 million on pills. Yeah, someone I saw on social media, and, you know, I didn't do the math to figure this out because that is just not how my brain works, but someone on social media said that they tried to work out the math on how much that would be even for um, a, a really uh, intense addict. Completely out-of-control addict, That yeah. it was like a it was like 190 years' worth of, uh, of pills or something like that if you did, if you broke down the math. Yeah, which, which, which in essence kind of comes down to he's, he's trying to justify his addiction for his actions, and that's a lie, too. One other thing I want to hit here, uh, I'm surprised. So Hancock always sends us a list of things he's been uh, thinking about, talking about, and we, we compare notes after uh, the, the shows that we do in here. Because Friday, the, the 9 o'clock hour on Friday is kind of our, you know, it's our, it's our last hour of the week, and it's kind of the catch-all, and it's kind of, uh, uh, a lot of times it's uh, sort of what happened this past week. Sometimes it's stories that uh, we didn't get to, and we didn't get to this one, and I want to mention it, and it's actually perfect to have John in here, but I know you heard about this. Almost 60 years since the first meeting, it appears that the Rolling Stones and the two surviving Beatles are going to collaborate on a new Stones album. Did you hear about this? No. 
Yeah, a variety uh, hears from multiple sources that Paul McCartney has recorded bass parts for a forthcoming Stones project being helmed by uh, former uh, 2021, or not former, he was in 2021, Grammy producer of the year Andrew Watt. And Ringo is going to play on the yet-to-be-announced album as well. And recording sessions have already happened. Uh, they don't know what's going to make the final cut yet, but the album is nearing the mixing stage. So um, sometime soon we're going to hear a collaboration with the remaining Beatles and the, and the Stones. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Is that something that you'd buy sight unseen or sound unheard? Well, no, because I can't hear it anymore. Um, well, but you know what <laughs> I mean. That, that, uh, but but uh, I'd be fascinated by it. Um, you'd watch that video. I saw a picture of Paul McCartney uh, sitting on somebody's lap this last week and thought to myself, good Lord, look at him. I mean, he's still a baby-faced. Uh, yeah. Uh, and money helps, and uh, and, and I... I he doesn't look like he's had uh, plastic no, surgery, he but uh, he could afford the best anyway. So, uh. And then <laughs> compensating in the other direction is Keith Richards. <laughs> <laughs> we know the two of them standing beside each other. They'll even out, right? That's what I mean. It'll it's, even out. It's a wash. <laughs> I've got a friend who uh, has had a bout with cancer, and it's gone on and on and on and on and on. And he said he had a bet with one of his friends that if... Uh, Keith Richard outlived him, <laughs> um, and I—I uh, I thought that was one of the funniest lines I've ever heard in my life because Keith was supposed to be dead 42 years ago. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I was thinking about this and and how all these years later, how relevant they all are. Yes. I mean, Mick, Mick Jagger comes to town and he does that thing at the Thirsty Beaver a few years ago, and it's just it takes the internet by storm. Oh, and then, it still does. You know, I, I will say this. You know, I, I worked with Al Gardner for a stretch here when he was the Morning Man, and and one of the things I learned from Al, I, I always knew the Beatles were a big deal. I always knew where they fell into the landscape of of uh, of music, but Al is a not only he's a Beatles fan, and then he takes it to another degree with Paul McCartney. And I learned some things from Al about the nuances of the mu musician that Paul McCartney is, and the Beatles were for that matter. But uh, when I worked with him, he, he showed me some things and made me listen to things and tracks and isolate it. And, you know, the fact that, uh, that he's still out there making relevant music. I know it's not necessarily like hit music. But when you listen to his albums that he puts out, now when I hear them, I hear all the layers that Al sort of the old, the old line to. of "Do you know? Did you know Paul McCartney was in a band before Wings?" <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> um, right. And, and 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 the way you just phrased that remark there, um, I mean, I was ten or eleven years old when they first came in. Uh, my girlfriend then had uh, Beatle cards and Beatle pictures all over her wall, and of her, uh, and it was unbelievable. Um, so I know how big Sinatra was when he first came on the scene and uh, Elvis and because I can remember the scene of uh, uh, of the Beatles. Um, I went to a Hard Day's Night, the movie, and you couldn't and all they did was scream through it. Girls just screaming to it. And then I went and saw the Beatles at Red Rocks in 64. You saw them at Red Rocks? But you never heard anything because it was uh, and screaming. it wasn't sold out. Hmm. Yeah, I, I lucked out. My neighbors uh, uh, were going, <gasps> and their daughter got sick, and they called my mom at that day and said, "Hey, we're going to see this uh, Beatle group, up British at Red Dr Rocks, group. Uh, and we'd we'd be happy to take David, my real name, um, and uh, uh, would, would you would you be okay with that?" And they said, "Yeah." So every time I go to Red Rocks with the Avits or somebody like that, now I look up, and that's. 
that one section where I know we were sitting and thinking about uh, seeing the Beatles. Seeing the Beatles. It was the first, yeah. it was the first concert I ever went to. See, all wow. Y'all well, think I was going to end with some Rolling Stones or some Beatles, right? But I'm going back to that other group that Hancock brought up. The Horn People. We're going to end with the Tower of Power <laughs> on a on a known but not huge hit by Huey Lewis in the News from 1988, Because I Can. Yes, you can. Hancock, good to see you. Too bad Huey must screw us up this Tower of Power song. You know <laughs> ah, <that's, laughs> ah, it's fighting words right there. Y'all have a great weekend. See you next week.